Welcome to the Texan Overtime Podcast. I'm Aksha Merchandani. I'm the social media editor and associate sports editor for the Texan. Joined as always by Nick Castillo, the associate managing editor for the Texan. Nick, how's it going? I'm doing all right. You seem real. Ha- you seem real happy today. I'm. I'm always happy. Also joined. Always, but close, close enough. Also joined by Jacob Martella, the sports editor for the Texan. Jacob, how are you doing? Doing well. So, lots to get into today. No baseball this li- this week, like we talked about the last two weeks. But but they did win two out of three. They did win two out of three. But we had breaking men's basketball news this past week, and I think that's where we should start. Isaiah Taylor is, is declaring... being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Not even thirty seconds into this, and we have your we, our first hot take of the day. But Isaiah Taylor is declaring for the NBA draft. Kind of. So news came down on Thursday from ESPN's Jeff Goodman was later confirmed by by the team that Isaiah Taylor will declare for the NBA draft, but will not hire an agent, which leaves the door open for a potential return his senior year. So, so what you're telling me, he's going to return his senior year. That's what I think is going to happen. We'll get to predictions on this later. But... Let's just play the hypothetical game here real quick. So he can go to the draft combine, mm-hmm. and then he's got, assuming he still hasn't hired an agent by then, he's got, I believe it's 10 days after the draft combine yes, to, can confirm. to say, nah, I'm out. Which he should say, nah, I'm out. Which he really should say, nah, I'm out. So basically, this is for him to sort of... Realize that he's not going to get drafted. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say test his draft stock, but there that's is, the more that, diplomatic that thing way of saying things. That doesn't exist. So, let's just play the hypothetical game here real quick, and then we'll get to the other side of it. If, indeed, Isaiah Taylor does go through with this, let's first talk about what it means for Texas. Uh, okay. So, they they would lose their leading scorer, 15 points a game, also five assists per game. Had a really nice junior season under Shaka Smart. I think he could really take his game up a notch next season but and also in the like, d-league huh in the when he's in the D no league. i'm talking about if he if he were to stay here oh okay yeah yeah not in the d-league not starting for because that's where first. his that's where his future is if he goes towards the nba oh my god you feel so strongly about this <laughs> but I, they have guys that could replace him you know at that point you're hoping Kerwin roach takes a step in the right direction you're hoping someone like Eric Davis can take a step in the right direction, even Tevin Mack. It's just, and, and I mean, you're also losing Javon Felix to graduation, so you really don't have an established point guard on the roster if Isaiah Taylor leaves. So it'd be a big bl- peace, Texas. It would be a big blow for Texas. I don't even know if I don't know if it's R.I.P. in peace, but R.I.P. in peace. It would be quite a blow. Nick, you seem to have lots of thoughts. I'm going to go ahead and let you off the, the leash here. Go nuts. Your Isaiah Taylor draft thoughts. Well, it, it it should be very obvious to him. Whoever is speaking in his ear is very wrong. That if you can search Isaiah Taylor draft stock and that doesn't exist, when you just type into the old Google, that that doesn't exist, then maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't go to the NBA draft. There. What? I think... In February, I was I was doing some 
draft research. Well, Prince eBay was we're draft all, more draftable than Perry we're, Ellis. Where Prince eBay was in some mock draft, I don't remember what it was. I don't remember whose it was, and Isaiah Taylor was nowhere to be found. And he hasn't been anywhere to be found, you know, the whole mock draft season. Jacob, Isaiah Taylor draft thoughts. You know, I'm going to be counter to what Nick's saying. Oh, no. I think it's a smart move to sort of play this game that the NCAA has allowed college players to play now with the NBA draft. Um, I don't really see any harm in. You know, just go into the NBA draft combine and, you know, maybe seeing where your stock is, maybe seeing where you can improve. And then, you know, within 10 days afterwards saying, you know, no, no, thanks. I'm coming back to Texas for my senior year. But what kind of effect does that have on your fellow teammates when you leave them to go to the NBA draft and then bam, you're just back on the team? It again? seems like a tremendous waste of time. Yes, and can confirm. I think Multiple sources have told me. I'm sure you've heard the same. I've heard very much the same on this, but I mean, it's his right to to go, like Jacob said, play this game that the NCAA allows these guys to go play. But at the same time, I mean, you've got to be self aware enough to know where you are on 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 draft boards and and things like that. I know these guys like to say they don't read stuff that's people write or that's on the internet, but come on. A lot of these guys should know where they stand before they go make a decision like this. So like Nick said, whoever's giving him this advice, questionable at best. My whole thing, my other thing is, what if he goes to the combine and then, you know, injuries happen in sports, guys. I don't know if you're aware of this, but they do. What, what if he gets hurt? You know, it's just all these things are things to keep in mind. But, you know, I. Personally, if we're gonna go around to do predictions, I don't. I think he'll be back next year. I don't think he's doing this again. Like Jacob said, he can, you know, play this game all he wants, but I don't think he's gonna do it. Nick, well, he's not gonna get drafted, so there's no reason to put your name in the NBA draft. So, you, so you're saying he will be back at Texas? If yeah, he'll be back at Texas, or he'll be playing for a D League team. The Austin Spurs? The Austin Spurs. He, he'll, he'll be the Mike Cabongo of oh, God. his generation. Uh, Jacob. Will, he'll be back. He'll be back. I think that I think we've said all we need to say on this. What else can we say about um, Mr. Isaiah Taylor Cabongo? <laughs> I mean, for Texas's sake, I hope he's back. For his sake, I hope he's back. Because I think he could be really good next year and actually have a draft stock in the 2017 draft, but we'll see what happens with that. Another breaking news item that came out. So many bad breaking news things for Texas. Another, another breaking news item came out on Friday, Texas's season opener against Notre Dame. We're talking football now has been moved to Sunday instead of Saturday. I believe it's Sunday, September 4th, September 4th evening game. The NFL, it's, the NFL regular season is will still be a week out at that point. Mm-hmm. Texas will have the spotlight to itself on Sunday night. Have, NBC, have, I believe. Texas Athletics has seen what's happened when I, the spotlight is on them. I have a question. So, so if it's on NBC on a Sunday night... It can't be on NBC. Is it not on NBC? They won't let... NBC only only has contractual obligations to Notre Dame when they're home games. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Wow, I was gonna ask if we we're gonna if we were gonna get the Carrie Underwood song. We will not be getting Carrie Underwood. Darn, I'd been waiting all day for a. You should leave immediately <laughs> for a Sunday get, night. Get out now. Anyway, 
whatever channel it's on, Texas is going to have the entire... What if this is on the Longhorn Network? Oh, God. <laughs> it won't be on the Longhorn Network. I'm pretty sure of that. So we've, we've eliminated NBC and Longhorn Network as possible channels. Anyway, what if it's on Nickelodeon? <laughs> Cartoon Network? Can you just need to leave Comedy this Central. Ah, yes, because that is that defines Texas Comedy football. Comedy Central. I think we're on to something here. Anyway, I think we can all agree this is not a good move all the way around. I think this is a bad move. Nick, I've heard you've had a lot of thoughts on this. I don't have a lot of thoughts on this. Really? Uh, other than that other they should be... Other than it's just V-Bad? Yes, it's V-Bad. They should not be playing on a Sunday. Okay. They're coming off of a 5-7... and seven campaign and then a a previously a, a six and seven campaign yes and the last time they played the old fight in irish <laughs> you were there i was there for to witness the 38-3 beatdown that notre dame put on texas and do you really want to show a, another loss on the national stage and luckily again? that was you know saturday prime time where other games were on going nbc on. who on turns NBC? to nbc to watch uh, football Unless it's an mm-hmm. NFL Sunday night where I've been waiting all day for it. Sure. You Why know? not? Anyway, Jacob, Texas, Notre Dame. Spotlight, all on them. I mean, it makes sense for the networks or whatever network it will be on to put this game on the spotlight. But I'm not sure why Texas agreed to it. I mean, again, you don't want that negative spotlight on you, especially after the years that they've had. And it's been just rough down here. Will, will Tyrone Swoops redeem himself from the first time they played Notre Dame? Maybe. Tyrone Swoops will be the starter. That's that's kind of what I was getting at. I We've, we've heard, uh, I mean, talk over the past week about how Charlie Strong still isn't sure, and now Gerard Hurd is out for the spring. I think all signs point to this being Tyrone Swoops' job by default, almost. Almost. So, Unless you're willing to throw a freshman quarterback out there. So this will be this will be exciting. Austin, Sunday night, Notre Dame, season opener. Do we do we do we want to give way too early predictions? Texas loses. By how many points? Mm, I say ten. Oh, that's not that's not it's not like it's a blowout. Does it matter? No, it really doesn't. I mean, you, a loss is a loss at and that on point, national television when everybody's going to watch it. At least they won't get good. totally embarrassed in your scenario. So, True. That's good. Moral victories. Jacob, prediction? Uh, I'm thinking a loss by 17. That's about what I have. Anyway, so those are the two fun bits of Texas those athletics news we got. Neither are fun. We got neither on, are exciting. On, on Thursday and Friday. Jacob... You uh, you went to a softball game this weekend. I did. He ventured to McCombs Field. You went to McCombs Field this weekend. My old stomping grounds covered the team sophomore year two years ago. So you're 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 going back to you're going back to your roots this weekend. The softball team from afar to me seems pretty good. What did you see at Old McCombs Field? They looked like the same team that I covered in 2014. Um. They're like a really good team. They're a solid team. You know, they're a team that's probably going to finish in third in the Big 12. But I really don't think – they're not like a great team, you know. They've gone 0-2 against Baylor. Um, I'm not really expecting much this coming weekend when they play at Oklahoma. Um, what is and I, Texas teams not being able to beat Baylor? I don't understand. They just don't have Deshaun Elliott with them. 
That's I I basically threw up the lob and I was hoping one of you would catch the alley oop, and and Nick did. Thank you for that. I, uh, I pulled off a uh, DeAndre Jordan. That hurts. <laughs> I don't know why you'd bring that up right now, but anyway, Jacob, continue with your softball thoughts. Anyway, um, I think the biggest issue for them is you know trying to figure out how they can go from this really solid good team that will likely make the NCAA tournament to a great team that can at least contest for a spot in the Super Regionals. Um, you know, T.R. Davis uh, pitched yesterday, pitched a great game. Was it a complete game shutout? Com- com- uh, complete game shutout. Um, she bounced back. She threw the game-losing wild pitch the night before. Um, Ouch. And, yeah, that and then bounced back. That sounds bad. Um, with the shutout uh, complete game. Um, it actually, worked, she worked out of a few... Uh, Tough jams, including one where uh, Lindsey Stevens misplayed a ball in the outfield that put runners at second and third with no outs and managed to escape with no runs given up. Um, and she's played great this year with a 1.63 yeah, ERA, um, 130 strikeouts. And her speed difference between her fastball and her changeup is insane. Um, I, when I covered the team two years ago, I was told – her fastball is about sixty-five, and her changeup's thirty-five. And Wait, whoa! It, what? It, <laughs> it's insane. And I mean, every time I've seen her twice actually this year live, and just every time she throws the changeup, it. I mean, batters are like baffled by it. Um, and when she's spotting her pitches, she's almost unhittable. The problem for them is being consistent with their offense. So you mean like the other team that runs around bases down the f- down the road from them? Yeah, basically. I really want to try to hit one of these pitches. I was about to say, what if one of us tries to hit one of these pitches? How do you think we'd fare? Ooh, um, would you know? Hold on, would you know what pitch is coming, or are you having to guess? Like, no, we're else? having to guess. We're having to guess. We're gonna do. I give you. Fifteen percent chance. Well, you're a nice I think guy. That's being kind. I you're you're a that. really nice guy. Wait, what? What type of like level of baseball did y'all play? Uh, uh, none. I played up to I don't know, like middle school. I didn't play in high school. It would go poorly. It would go really poorly. Nick probably has a better shot than than I do. Since, no, much you know, appreciated. I I would need like now if we were playing wiffle ball, then look out. I was a dominant wiffle ball player in high school. He was education. dominant. I was. He was huge. But no, soft softball's a good team. I mean, I I mean, I I don't think it's a stretch to say that other than track and field, they're the best active team right active now. Active team. There we yeah. go. Yeah, because baseball is very meh. Um, track and field's winding down anyway, but you know. And you look at that record, you look at where they stand in the Big 12, they're a team that could very well be contenders. But, you know, it comes down to beating those elite teams and being being consistent. Something which all Texas sports seem to have a problem with doing. That's, well, they that's need, huge. Well, they need to win at least one of these three games coming up against Oklahoma. And they'll need to win the final game that they have left with Baylor. And then I think, I think it's um, conceivable that they can win out which would then again probably put them in third in the conference and get them into the NCAA tournament. But again, past two years, they've made it to the regional round, um, but they haven't been able to to get to that super regional and ultimately the women's 
College World Series because that's what it's all about. I hope soon we can have, maybe next week or the week after, we should have one of our softball writers on to get us going about all things softball. Because they're a good team, they deserve to be talked about. This is this is very true compared to the other uh, old other baseball team. Yeah, or the baseball team. The baseball team that plays down the road from them, across real the quick, street. Across the street, real quick. Then we gotta go. Oh. At as we're recording this, mm-hmm. or we started recording this after the Masters ended. Oh, now oh, now. And former Longhorn Jordan Spieth was doing real well for a while there. He was he was looking like he, he was about to snag his second green jacket. He he won the Masters last year. He did. Led, led in all four rounds. Led in the first three rounds this year. So he'd gone seven straight rounds at Augusta. And then some stuff happened, you guys. Yeah, he oh. quadruple bogey to a hole. So what was it? It was birdie, birdie, birdie. It was four straight birdies. It was four straight birdies, then a bogey, and then a quadruple bogey? Two bogeys, quadruple bogey. Brutal. Jeez. Brutal. And yeah, that I mean, I, I don't think this is gonna be something that like I don't know, is it we since he's already won a masters and he's already won a couple of major tournaments, is this something that like ha- that haunts him for the rest of his career? I don't know about the rest of his career. Or for, you know, the next couple of years. Which it'll depend on how he bounces back. Yeah. It's not a good look. It's but definitely it, not. But it, this is only, it's not a good look only for the fact that people want to compare him to Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that this would finally be the tournament where we'd get the Spieth McElroy showdown that I've been waiting for. Mm. McElroy. And McElroy flamed out real quick. Yes, real quick. And I, you know, about halfway through today, I thought, yeah, Spieth's got this. This is in the contest, as we all did. Until he quadruple bogeyed. Until he quadruple. Did you see the crying Jordan, Jordan Spieth? <laughs> I've seen plenty of crying Jordan Spieths. That might be the greatest crying Jordan I've ever seen. I think it's such a life-changing meme. Oh, no. I mean, think about... We went from talking about the Masters to crying I mean, Jordan. just like the way it has impacted our society has been quite incredible. I'm just saying. We're not talking about a game. We're talking about crying Jordan. I'm just saying it's quite the meme. Anyway, Masters. But, you know, Spieth still got the U.S. Open, still got the British, still got the PGA. He'll be at the Olympics. So I, I, think, he, I think he'll bounce back from it. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's who, who keeps stuff in his memory. Um which in golf you really can't. So, I mean, Jordan Spieth is still really, really, really good despite today. But yeah, today was today was rough. I don't really know how else to describe how today happened. Almost as heartbreaking as North Carolina Villanova. On how Monday. about me and Jacob being right about Villanova winning that game? Y'all got lucky. Now you have to eat a uh, Pluckers no ghost pepper fire in the hole wing, whatever want, it is. I really don't want to talk about it. I know I'm going to have to at some point soon. R.I.P. and peace, Akshay. But, uh, tongue and whatever else goes on when you eat a wing, it'll wing be like that. F- it'll be fine. Just happy we've you know, got a good game. That's true. Um, out of this tournament because you know the Final Four was just a blowout show. And you know finally we get a great game that comes down to the end. Um, and North Carolina kind of pulls a Texas. Oh, man. Mm. Ooh. Actually, You're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, 
that that page shot was incredible. Incredible. Our our guy Chris Hummer got like seventeen thousand retweets. Yeah, shout out Chris Hummer. Shout, Horns, shout out to Chris Horns, Hummer. Towards two four seven. He got like he tweeted out a picture of it uh, from USA Today, and it got like it went viral. Chris Hummer's famous. R.I.P. and pieces notifications. Yeah, seriously, but. That was an incredible shot. That whole sequence at the end with Villanova making the game-winning shot was just was was nuts. I mean, was it wasn't it wasn't quite the uh, Northern Iowa half-court shot. It was onions, as the announcers said. It was onions. onions, as we say in the business of, of basketball. But yeah, it was an incredible game. Incredible. Well, maybe Texas can get to that level next year. Not if they right. don't have Isaiah. Taylor. Not if they don't have Isaiah Taylor. And we are ending where we started off. Way to go. Way to go, guys. Fun fun pod. Hopefully next week we'll get to talk some NBA playoffs. Yes. Very excited. Spurs Mavs might match up in the first round. I'm already having nightmares about it. <laughs> oh. I mean Crying Jordan on Dirk. We were supposed you don't defile Dirk with crying Jordan. There are few people that you just can't, you know, cry. It's gonna Jordan. happen, my He's friend. on the I'm list. I'm sorry. But no one is safe from crying Jordan. Who knows? The Mavs were projected to get swept by the Spurs in 2014 and they took them to seven but in this this time we're relying on JJ Barea to produce offense on a consistent basis so a little concerned but hey we might make the playoffs and Houston might not which is hilarious to me anyway that's a topic for next week that's all the time we have for today though as usual you can follow us on all our Twitter accounts at Texan Sports at the Daily Texan and at Texan Podcast We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thanks. Bye. This podcast was produced by The Daily Texan and hosted by Akshay Merchandani, Nick Castillo, and Jacob Martella. The music was by Jazar. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode, and you can always find more news at dailytextonline.com.